just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practices because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. This session is being taped on January the 14th, 2022. And I know I just released a podcast episode within the last 24 hours, but I had to get this recorded and out because I'm just so excited because it's like Christmas in January. You see, for the last two years, I've been writing to a couple of good friends who sit on the Committee on Clinical Practice for the College. And we've been going back and forth about this whole issue of using maternal oxygen supplementation in labor for these Category 2 or 3 strips and how the data really isn't there to support that. However, we were kind of stuck because the last practice bulletin that covered that was Practice Bulletin 106 that still referenced the use of oxygen for intrauterine resuscitation despite the evidence. But that's all changed because as of January 2022, the college has now released a new practice advisory specifically regarding oxygen supplementation in the setting of Category 2 or 3 fetal heart rate tracings. It's finally here, so we can finally move the needle now and change obstetrical practice to really make it evidence-based. Ready? Let's cover this new practice advisory covering oxygen supplementation for Category 2 or 3 strips right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Intrauterine resuscitation in the setting of a Category 2 or 3 fetal heart rate tracing was previously addressed in Practice Bulletin 106. That bulletin was the intrapartum fetal heart rate monitoring, the nomenclature, interpretation, and general management principles regarding fetal heart rate tracings. And that's been some time ago. In that practice bulletin, it's mentioned that oxygen supplementation is commonly used for intrauterine resuscitation in cases of indeterminate or abnormal fetal heart rate patterns despite inadequate data to support its use. However, an increasing body of evidence now demonstrates no benefit of intrapartum oxygen supplementation. There may be one caveat, and that's in cases where the patient is obtunded, like she's had a severe stroke or she's had an eclamptic seizure and she's just not breathing well, or she's truly hypoxic, like from a status asthmaticus or some other maternal condition. But in the setting of normal oxygen saturation, there's just no benefit of intrapartum maternal oxygen supplementation. In a recent systematic review of 16 trials involving over 2,000 women, while there was an expected slight increase in umbilical artery PaO2, there was no difference in umbilical artery pH, neonatal acidemia, admission to neonatal intensive care units, or any other meaningful clinical outcome. In a recent study involving intrapartum oxygen use, the results found that oxygen supplementation actually did not even resolve the Category 2 or Category 3 fetal heart rate tracings. 
So, again, as of January 2022, the college realizes and recognizes that based on this body of research, routine use of oxygen supplementation in individuals with normal oxygen saturation is not recommended for fetal intrauterine resuscitation. As we're at the end of this very quick podcast, there's three main take-homes here. First, if the patient has normal oxygen saturation, there's no benefit to placing oxygen on the mom just to try to correct a Category 2 or 3 fetal heart rate tracing. Do other things. Give her IV fluid bolus, put it on her side, uh, relax uterine contractions if there's tachycystole, uh, help blood pressure get maintained if she's hypotensive from an epidural, things of that nature. That's evidence-based, but oxygen in the presence of normal maternal oxygen saturation is not evidence-based. So that's the first issue. The second is there's a difference between trying to give oxygen for fetal heart rate resuscitation and giving oxygen to the mom at second stage when she's pushing and just exhausted. In that case, you're giving oxygen for maternal comfort care, not necessarily to try to fix the fetal heart rate tracing. So let's be clear. It's not about not giving oxygen at all, because if she's pushing and pushing at second stage, my goodness, give that woman some oxygen. She needs that for herself and for her muscles, not necessarily for the category two or three fetal heart rate tracing. So that's point two. And the last point or point three is that I'm glad that, look, the college actually does do what it talks about uh, and what it advocates, which is practicing evidence-based medicine. Yeah, it can take a while. I mean, that first bulletin was out a long time ago, but it finally did it and it does get there following the data. So again, as always, thanks for being part of our podcast family and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls. 